Is there a world where us being quarantined together is why we break up? <laughs> so... There's a world where something we could have never predicted comes out of us being quarantined. Breaking up, not bringing up, having a baby, just some kind of... There's a world where something we could have never, ever, ever thought would be the result comes out of being quarantined. It will not be a corona baby. And that is how I met your mother. <laughs> you were born during the apocalypse. No hmm. babies. No babies. No babies. Hmm. I thought I wanted to talk about uh, the fact that because we are both grown, grown, and if we're lucky enough to spend the rest of our lives together, there's a lot that's different on this side of being in a relationship than the side where you're like, what are we going to be when we grow up? Yeah. It's funny. Um, I feel like dating is easier and harder at 40, 35, whatever. Dating or being in a relationship? Both. Um Actually, no. I think being in a relationship is easier at this age. Dating is harder. I think that's the thing. That's a fact. You really put a hurting on this sandwich, sir. I'm proud of it. I mean, like, especially the ratio since we... of cheese to turkey. Mm. I put the I mayo always... on one side. I can tell. The Perfect distribution. Mustard on the other. Perfect distribution. Um, I would never put this much turkey on a sandwich. I would never put this much anything on anything. But it works. Really? Yeah, it's a lot of turkey here. It's three slices. I use one. What? One slice of turkey. That's it. That's one not slice okay. of turkey, half a slice of cheese. That's not okay. Also, this is American cheese, which is crappy for you. And I bought this by mistake, but it works. Mm-hmm. So... Kudos to you for that. So, so turkey and cheese sandwiches for the rest of the apocalypse. Yes. Um, so yeah, because we're older, it comes with, it's easier, it's harder. Because I, I, I think I'm going through menopause. <laughs> one day. One day I'll feel it coming out. Damn it, that was a good one. So, <laughs> how do we come to this potential conclusion? Well, you know how you have symptoms of something for like ever, and then when you finally get around to like checking it out, you're like, oh my God, how did I not put all those things together? Like tendinitis. Yes, like tendinitis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's kind of what's going on here. Just like some little things here and there that I've been noticing over the past couple of months that today I was like, okay. This doesn't feel good, and this feels a little weird, and that's odd. And I Googled all of them together. There's a site, terrible site. Where you Do you have put, menopause.com? No. Just a site where you can put all kinds of symptoms of anything, and it'll oh. tell you all these things together could mean stress would, or end-stage cancer. I would never leave the house. I know. I know. I'm not even going to tell you what the site is. No, don't. Um, but I did, and it was like, you could have menopause, or you could have menopause. 
Or you could be going through menopause. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have went through menopause last year. I wonder, though, if this is a, another example of like the death clock where because I was a pessimist, I was going to die. You put in your age. Yep. And it's just like, well, nope, that's all it could be. Nah. This would be kind of early, actually. I'm 46. Mm-hmm. Um, average is 50. Okay. Um, so it'd be a little bit early. So it could be peri uh, or pre. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's really disconcerting if that's what's going on. Um, and then it reminds me, like, every time we jokingly talk about babies, you know, my feelings on it are different than yours even though the end result is the same no babies here so your feelings about it are different for me not for you which is kind of the comical part my feelings on it are different for you 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 don't want more babies you want me to have more babies no that's a different thing oh okay so what is just 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 me and you and how we feel about the two of us oh right having children Mm -hmm. both of us are firmly no right but for different reasons and with different emotions behind it um are they? Yeah. So my no is a lamenting no. My no is because because the we just can't. That's not your uh, no. Your my no, no is, is with pom poms right <laughs> and kicking your heels in the air. Yeah. Um. So we have different no's. My no is I, it's no because I understand it can't be yes. Right. Because for better or worse, we attach these things to our manhood, our womanhood, Absolutely. our adulthood. Absolutely. And for me, I don't have that with your. Potential um, menopause, obviously. Right. So, right. I get that. Um, I so guess, it, yeah, because it'd be different if it was, or maybe, maybe, maybe not. You know, if I was just suddenly infertile, mm-hmm. how would how would I process I that? Yeah. Um, it'd be different. I, so, I'm so entrenched in the No More Babies camp that I think I'd be okay. So but I understand the concept of a man in that exact same situation feeling completely different, whether they want to have more kids or they don't. Right. Absolutely. Um, so we're, we're a little bit different in that way. And so knowing that means that the closer I get to menopause, the more I feel, I don't know, like, I don't know, but it doesn't feel good. Hmm. It doesn't feel good. Like I said, I've said before here, I'm super grateful that I have not had to have an emergency hysterectomy uh, or deal, deal with fibroid tumors or ovarian cancer or uterine cancer, like so many women in my family. You think that was a matter of luck or something you did differently? Um, yes. Okay. Um, mostly luck. Mostly luck, I would think. Um, and things I did differently because my mom did them differently. I didn't say I'm going to eat better than my grandmother did. My mm. mom said, I'm going to eat better than my mom did. And by default, you know, like I, there are things that I normally, that I naturally do all the time that I don't even remember comes from my mom learning that that's good for our lady parts health. For mm. example, as much as, as much crap as I eat, and I think you can attest to this, I eat a shit ton of yogurt and I always have, no matter whether I was drinking, using, Eating well, not eating well. I just eat yogurt all the time. It's something that I buy a lot of. I just eat it mm-hmm. constantly. And that came from my mom, you know, learning that it was good for us. So a lot of the things that I think have saved me have been through um, osmosis, not because I planned it that way. 
And your mom does not read her age at all. She does not. So, so. that's part luck and part design also. Um, because her mom did read her age. Mm. Um, so my mom works out every single day and she eats right. And she has a cupcake every other week, maybe. Um, so, you know, good stuff. It's good. Menopause is good. Going through menopause is a good, wonderful, healthy thing to happen. It also means that your body is shutting down in some ways. In a very, in a way that men don't have. You're not going to experience some part of you that's like, okay, this part of you doesn't do this thing anymore. There's something about the language of shutting down that sounds... I think it adds to whatever feelings you're having at this moment because it's, yeah, I don't know how how to put words around it, but shutting down just seems like such a dark way of looking it at is, it. But that's exactly what's happening. Hmm. We're all done here. Ooh, ooh. Oh. Back it up. Uterus. <laughs> Ovaries. <laughs> you done? We're done. So. And then I can't front like part of what we do, part of what women are taught to do, and part of what I think is just in our DNA, you love someone, you mate with someone, then you mate with someone. Like it's part of the process of being in a relationship. You have a baby. Mm. So our relationship will not have that extra insurance of this is why you get with people like for the most part although we've, we've i think we've both learned in our lives that that's not insurance at all of course it's not as we sit across from each other divorced with a kid each <laughs> right um but the fact of the matter is those kids exist because of the vows that you and i had with other people mm-hmm. and because of the decisions that we made to bring those children into the world and because of that we're forever bonded to those people we can get you can do all the divorcing you want. If you have a kid with someone, you are with them in some capacity for life. Um so it's just me and you. We don't have a we don't have an insurance plan. We don't have a well, we did, we're here now, so we also don't have a tether that we feel beholden beholden to. Which I'm is not a, saying that no, I'm saying just a bad like, thing. No, no, I'm just saying on the flip side of it because I think as much as people talk about, you know, the idea that, you know, a child is the thing that kind of bonds, sometimes those bonds create, make it harder to leave a bad situation. Mm-hmm. They're not always healthy bonds. Right. So I remember when I was first married, of course, you know, this minute you say I do, everyone is like, when are you having a baby? When are you having a oh, baby? Oh, God, baby? my church. So I was lucky because when I got married, I had an eight-year-old already. Um so it wasn't too much of that, but it was still like, when are you two going to mush loins and have a baby? <laughs> Is that how they work? Mm-hmm. That's so, all this way into coal? Yes. Mm, tell you mush loins. loin mushing. So I was at an event. What's a loin? one of my relatives came over to me and said, when are you having a baby? And I said, we're actually not. We have Sky and we're happy. We're good. And she said, well, then what are you going to do? And I was like, what do you mean? You're just going to sit there and look at him? And I was like, I don't know what you mean. She said, come with me. I told you this story before. 
she takes me out to the front porch where my brand new husband is sitting with her husband and the rest of the men. And she just happened to catch him, I don't know how, looking particularly dumb. He's just sort of <laughs> staring off into a corner, picking his nose, trying to open a beer. Well, maybe, probably not opening a beer, but he just looked ridiculous. And she said, you see him? You're going to sit across from the dining room table of that idiot for the next 40 years with no baby in between to have something to do? So wait, so I'm, I'm waiting for the story to be about um, the idea of keeping him hooked in. No, it was about just diversion. Diversion. He's an idiot. My husband's an idiot. They're all idiots. You have to have a baby just to make it worth it, just to have something else to and I thought, okay. And I have to say at that moment, I kind of thought maybe she's right. Um, so we did end up having a baby. Um, he's not an idiot, but it does fill your life differently. So when you have a baby with someone, you now automatically have these stages you're gonna go through. Cause there's gonna be the months where Dad sleeping on the couch with the baby because mom has a job that requires her to get enough rest. Then you get through that together. And then you have a couple of months where the baby's sick and we're trying to figure out what's wrong. And then he comes out and he's healthy. Then you have a couple of months where you discover she's got a Trina allergy and everything is in array. Then you have kindergarten and finally everybody can go back to regular work hours. There's this life that you build that has to have this other person first. Right. And for us, it's just going to be us staring at each other in all our idiocy from here on out. But our idiocy is fun. Now it is. Now, granted, we also have children in this scenario, but it's not quite the same as starting from ground zero with a fetus. So can we get a dog? <sighs> a dog is not a human. I, I talk to some dog owners. They will tell you different. They'll say We know a couple in particular. We do. Um, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't see a world where we don't have a dog. I'm just trying to hold off as long as I possibly can. I know. You don't know. Except that I do. You don't know shit. <laughs> so, you know, I think about tendonitis and backaches and My muscles. incessant groaning when I stand and up. Your, and your noise making when you move about. Except none of that crosses over to sex. There's no like ouch or move over this way or oh, watch my. Nah, we just become these limber gymnasts <laughs> when we fucking. And oh no, sorry. So anyway, <laughs> I just got a little off target for a minute. Did you? Sometimes I forget where I am. Just for the record, it's broad daylight, so you can't say that. That's right. What time is it now? Uh, 4.43. Yeah, it's not that late either. Well, you know what? Cheers to daylight savings time because 4.43 three months ago was fucking pitch black. Dude. I have all these folks complaining about losing an hour of sleep. I'm like, you gained an hour of I don't of like daylight. those people. Those people don't love me. Anyone who talks about losing an hour of sleep, you don't care about me. An hour of sleep a year. <laughs> like, you'll be all right. I don't, I don't like those And it's people. on a Sunday. I never understood... It's a Sunday that you're losing an hour of sleep. What's the problem? Just stay asleep. Just stay asleep. What's the problem? You're right. You're not even working. We had um we had a call with us on during daylight savings and mm -hmm. 
I remember being like, oh, it's 9.30. He's still asleep. What's going on? Mm-hmm. I forgot. And I was like, I was like oh, he, he wakes up when he's going to wake up anyway. Right. And then the adjustment comes after. You'll be all right. Everybody will be all right. Just like the coronavirus. Damn. Up. Mm. <laughs> it will be all right. So we're about to shut shit down up in this piece. Yeah, I'm about to start packing stuff away. Uh, we are leaving our office. Um, I've been, we've both been kind of like, yeah, no, yeah, no. Is that panicky? Is that not panicky? Uh, so we work in a co-working space that has about... Is this a weird time to name drop the co-working space? <laughs> you notice I have not, right? <laughs> I'm not we, gonna. Except I think anyone listening to this does know where yeah. we are. But I would say if I had to guess, I'm going to say 50 people? All, all in all Yeah, told. something like that. Um, no one in here is acting like anything is different. No one. No one's standing six feet away. No mm-hmm. one is wearing a mask. No one is wiping things down. Um, Although I would say for a co-working space, there's kind of an air of familiarity, which I think is unusual mm-hmm. as well. I would feel more comfortable if the management was like at least making a show of right. extras, wipe downs or something. Yeah, That's not really happening. But I also appreciate that not because don't do it for a show. Well, that's the hard part with this whole thing is trying to figure out to what degree... Do you express concern and stay on top of man, things without going nuts? My man walking by just now mm-hmm. with the garbage can and all the equipment and stuff mm-hmm. with the Windex <laughs> on his garbage can. Because that's, we're not, that, no. Windex has no germ killing properties. Um, I thought I was going to get over and order some Clorox from the supermarket. And nope. I vaguely heard in my sleep them him telling you like nah nigga ain't no clorox or is that a dream did he tell you there was none that was his exact quote <laughs> actually nah nigga nah, there ain't nigga. none i Mm-mm. thought i heard that <laughs> um so yeah i think it's time to go uh what did it for me is a piece in the new york times today from max brooks who i as a writer that i admire he wrote a book called world war z which became a movie i think brad pitt mm-hmm. And he's just explaining social distancing. And I think social distancing is probably going to be, end up being the rule for a bit. And I think it is probably going to end up being more important than wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Because if you just stay your ass in one spot, you don't have to keep washing your hands. Right. Just stay where you're supposed to be. So I think the thing that concerns, not concerns me, that I'm trying to figure out at this point is... All right, we're packing everything up today. We're going to work from home, do all the things. What's the indicator that it's, it's time to come back? And it's time to come back? Right. That's a great question. Other than we're still paying rent. Right. In a space that we're not inhabiting. Correct. Uh... Because, I mean, I had a sense of this being a fairly short-lived thing. Like, it'll run through the summer or through the fall or this year. I'm hearing spring 2021. Right. So... With and that if you look mind. up any epidemic, pandemic, those things are years long. Right. And it's just, and granted, I think New York at this point has the most cases mm-hmm. in the world or whatever. But in terms of where we are, yeah, it's just now starting to creep in to a large degree. You mean the cases or the panic? The cases. Okay. Um, I haven't seen much panic. No. Um, I went to get my nails done on Monday. Which in hindsight is a terrible thing to do. Terrible. In the like, middle of an epidemic. What? Um, Let me open up your... What do you do with cuticles? Scratch them? 
cut them well, off. Well, I didn't let them. You push them back right. normally. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you use a little clipper to pull out any like dead skin. Mm-hmm. But you don't do that during a pandemic. You just right. leave your cuticles alone. Uh, so... So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I went to get my nails done. Oh, and when yeah, I walked in, I kind of thought they would have you like wipe your hands off before you sit down with your person. Mm-hmm. Um, something. It was literally like nothing had ever happened. Nothing mm-hmm. was happening at all. And I find that in our spaces, our spaces, people of color, we tend to rock out however we go and rock out as long as we want in certain ways. So I think there are parents, moms who are going to wipe their kids down when they pick them up from school mm-hmm. and do all the performative stuff. But we still want to the nail salon. We're going to suspend everything I think so we can get our nails done. I think there's also a thing where um, black people count ourselves as being particularly clean to begin with. Correct. So a lot of the things that, you know, to prevent coronavirus, we're looking at everybody else like, y'all you weren't don't doing do that. You ain't been doing this. Right. Like, you know, we, we wash our meat. We do. We wash everything. Um, so I think in our minds, we're already in in a space to where we're fine. So we're going to do what we do anyway. This is just another day for us. So what I don't like about that, what I noticed is that, sorry, I dropped you. That's okay. What I noticed is that there's a lot of judgment. Um, black folks are really judgmental about cleanliness, period. Leg washing. Remember that was, yeah. I, I had to be quiet. I couldn't speak my mind on that because you would have just, you know. I mean, I don't want to be that womp womp person, but I've been in spaces where the idea of just getting into the shower was monumental. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, when people say whatever they say about things like that, they're not talking about people in that space. Or maybe they are. I don't know. But anyway, so we're packing it up. I don't know if it makes sense or not. I don't know if it's necessary or not. But, but, as, but as you said, it makes more sense to overreact than to underreact. Well, I think it just makes more sense to react. I don't think working from home is overreacting. Um, we'll see what the co-working space says when we have all our stuff under our arms and shoving it into cars. I was thinking we might do like a... Covert. A covert, one at a time, over the course of an hour or so type of situation. Grab this mic. Well, I mean, <laughs> actually, at this point, at 4.50, we're now officially yeah. locked in here for a bit. So here's my question. When is the traffic going to be smooth at 4.30 in downtown Newark? So When that happens? So my thing is, I don't think that is going to happen. I think it's actually going to get worse. We're going to rely on individual transportation more. In order to not have to deal with trains, other people and trains and everything else. So well, this area is not a train area anyway. I mean, we're right next to Penn Station. Right. So and buses and all of that. So the so the overload of cars here mm-hmm. are people who are not taking the trains and buses for whatever reason. Right. My argument is that it's going to get worse. I I think the the four thirty will begin to start at three thirty or two thirty, for whatever reason. But what happened to the social distancing and? People staying at home. So the car is, a part, is going to be part of the social distancing because, like school buses, what's going to happen with school buses? And how's that Schools going to work? Schools are going to be closed. Kids are going to be at home. Which 
brings up a whole other set of problems that I don't. So, so by the way, my kid's school, mm-hmm. I'm assuming piggybacking off what your kid's school is doing. My kid's school no is closed school on, school on right. Friday. They just closed school on Friday, probably for the same reason. So our children's schools are now closed on Friday because they're going to have essentially a development day to figure out what they want to do about Corona. And one of the things they're talking about is uh, virtual learning, which I understand. What does that look like for a six-year-old? Well, beyond that, I always go back to the assumption that everybody has the things at home available to do that. Or the person. Let's start with the human at home available to do it. Right. What are you supposed to do if you have to work? All Uh, of a sudden, your kid's home all day. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, it's, it's a problem. Um, but, at, but at the same time, what's the alternative? What do you do? If we're talking about social distancing and the colleges here are shutting down for the semester already, yeah. they are talking about virtual learning. So Maisie's school had a school-wide wipe down. Wipe me down. Horrible song. And are, we, are we doing Boosie already? I thought he was... Oh, was that boozy? Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing him ever. Uh, she's required. They have a sanitizing station uh, in every classroom. And when you report to your class, everybody stands in line and sanitizes. And then when you get inside the classroom, you sanitize your desk and chair. And then you know what's going to happen. What? All this sanitation, sanitizing. Isn't there a world where we start to just to develop superbugs that are not even well, that's already killed the case. by this stuff? Um, so it's funny. Purell has already created those superbugs. Mm, okay. So that, that's existed for quite Forever. some time. I just got a message from the school district yeah. saying to please complete the required survey that has been placed in your parent blah, blah, blah website access whatever i'm assuming that it's gonna say do you have somebody to care for your child right can do you have access to the internet to do the things x y and z which access to the internet is not the thing access to child care is the thing no it's both if you're stay because if i'm a stay-at-home mom or dad excuse me and you know i have my kid with me and school's closed great i'm here but my child isn't going to learn because so it's it's twofold the issue. No, I think I think childcare is a is a is the first part of it. Childcare is the only part of it. The people who can afford to be with their kid are the same people who have internet, books. Let's go to the library. It's the people who don't have a place who have to go to work that I'm concerned about. As somebody who was raised by a stay-at-home mom, I can I can argue that. Forty years ago, Shane. Forty years ago, stay-at-home moms now are a whole different animal. They got internet. It's the ones who work in food service who are going to straight up lose their job. People are going to lose their money. Well, people are already losing money anyway. Like these because... are people who are salaried. People who can get unemployment. If you work at McDonald's, you can't do no social distancing or you won't eat. Well, even with that, though, those are going to close down eventually, too. Correct. So, there's, so I was listening to um, the High Noon um, on ESPN, and they were talking about 
um, some of the Italian, obviously Italy on top of everything else, but they were talking about some of the professional soccer leagues in, I think it was Italy and Europe in general, shutting down or at the very least having games in empty stadiums. Yep. When that comes here, even and even over there, there's food service and there's concessions and stuff there that get wiped out. Correct. And the, And these are, you know, essentially seasonal positions that mean a lot to folks. Correct. So <clears throat> I think that's my thing where the money aspect of it is very important. But if you work in service industry, you're heading towards the cliff anyway, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's, it's not a situation where, scenario where even if the restaurant stays open, we're not in a space right now where folks are trying to go eat in public anyway. Yeah, they are. You haven't seen a single place that's empty. Now. Yeah. You that's, said that's we're not in a space. And we are. We're still. We just we just crammed our fridge full of everything for a reason. We did. Absolutely. But I have yet to see. There's certain spaces where I just don't see a change at all in our behavior. Not saying there won't be. I'm just saying I. it's not everywhere. It's coming. I know it. Mm-hmm. But it's not everywhere. Bottom line, this is all very, very bad. It's all bad. And I want to... Oh, these are cute. <laughs> that didn't sound right. Who are you Those just... did not sound right at all. Like, there's really no need for me to be buying clothes. We're about to self-quarantine and you're buying... And I'm buying studded Oxfords. Mm. Gun metal. Gun metal, son. Gun metal Oxfords. Mm-hmm. Very cute, but I have metallic gray Oxford, so it doesn't really make sense. And you also just got the gray boots, although their boots it's a little different. Exactly. Um, so, are we going to entertain ourselves in our world of working from home on top of everything else? Stop it. Am I supposed to hit the button? Ew. Um, well, we actually talked. I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but we discussed our rules. Yes, in, we didn't. In, in case, in the case of a uh, quarantine. Yes, the rules were that we would have quiet hours, mm-hmm. and we would have uh, our own social distancing. <laughs> yes, um, social distancing within social distancing, um, which basically consists of you go downstairs. We're very lucky that there's an upstairs downstairs situation in our apartment. Um, so you go down there, I'm staying up here, and I've already mentioned that that's not going to work, because the moment you tell me I got to stay down there, I'm coming up there. Oh, no, you, I'm, I'm telling you to pick. I know. Wherever you are, that's where I'm coming. So. Well, I, 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 although I don't even think that's going to be the case, because we're just talking about, we're not talking about 24 hours a day. We're just talking about, you know, for a couple hours. Let's just, Have you uh, met me? Fair. Um, also, have you met me? I'm irresistible, so I understand. So, am I worried? Am I concerned? Like, hmm. I think that you and I can, you and I can spend quite a bit of time together and be okay. That's just facts. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern is getting you a mouse pad. My concern is, and I learned this today, 10 minutes before I'm about to go on to do my Facebook Live, uh, 
um, we are talking about something not particularly important and you say something that I don't like and it's piercing and I'm angry super quickly and so much so that I think to myself, I'll bring this up later. I'll put this down because I'm about to do my live right now in like five minutes and I can't like when I think about trying to focus on what my topic is today and what I'm going to talk about and taking notes and checking the website. Like I can't focus because I'm not, I want to talk about it. That's when it becomes uncomfortable to work side by side with someone who is your partner outside of work. So for me, I know when it comes to you, it can go from, it just goes from zero to a hundred super quick. Either it's just super chill for like 10 days in a row. And then on the 11th day, something happens, but it's just super intense, more intense than I think normal people who have arguments because we don't argue. You mean me often in particular or us? Yes. Okay. So that's what I fear. I fear being in a house with you when we have our rare but still pretty intense disagreements. When we can't leave. We flash hot, though. That's, I think that's the other I part. I literally just spent the last 10 minutes when I really just wanted to say, we flash hot. And I'm not looking forward to being stuck in an apartment with you while we're flashing hot. But I think the key is that it's a flash. We don't we don't argue for three, four, five days. Like oh God, we, no, not even for one day. Right. So I think in that sense, that will be the thing that actually helps us. I have my eyes closed. I would, so I've been. That's very helpful. I've been talking about Corona babies. Yep. Are there divo- Corona divorces and breakups? Sure. It's also Corona marriages. Ooh, Corona, that, that doesn't Corona sound like a good idea. I mean, you just may find yourself connecting to someone that you don't spend that much time with nor- normally. It's possible. Or you can get to some- know someone better. I know people who are interacting more because they're both working from home, um, which gives you a different lineup of your day than working in an office. Mm. All types of things are going to be attributed to this. Not just babies or marriages or divorces. I don't know where. I don't know what this does for us. This I think we just have a full this <laughs> body like, of work that we're proud of. Yeah, this, this we have eight documentaries like, and two narrative films and a couple scripts and a book. This, Yay, this is sort of status quo with just a slightly different geography. Because, again, we're not quarantined. No, we're not yet. So, yeah. So if we're going to work from home, is that the only social... So are we really going to pack this place up just to avoid the 30 people here? Does that make sense? Are we going to social distance at home and not go to the store and not go to places? Like, what kind of social distancing are we doing? I don't see us eating out. No, we're not going to eat out, but... Um, Which we were trying to cut down on anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's the essential things that we'll still continue to do. Like we're still going to shop and do those things and be as vigilant vigilant as we can be. But I think what this ultimately is, is us um, preparing 
the fortress. So it's not really about getting out of here. It's more about getting home prepared to be the lair. Right. So it's not the lair yet, but we got to set up the lair for when. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I think there's a world where it doesn't make sense for us to leave. But there's also a world where it doesn't make sense for us not to. I guess that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think this next week or so is going to really lay out a lot of things for us. Um, what happens with the schools? Um, what happens with transportation and public spaces is really going to determine how we respond. Um, I think the difference is being halfway prepared and then rolling into whatever the response is versus starting from zero next week. Because my big, can you say all that again? I want to be in a space where we're halfway prepared now Mm -hmm. as opposed to everything jumping off next week and we're starting then. So moving our office to the house, stockpiling the fridge, seeing what's going on with the schools, all these different things are the prep for when we do have to lock down as opposed to trying to do all this stuff in lockdown And I guess quickly. also it's not just about, it's really not about this place because we're trying to figure out if one or both of us has to deal with one or both of our children, it's not going to be here. Right. So it may not be... There's a there's a bunch of different reasons why we could end up not coming back here. I mean, as it is now, I'm probably gonna have to have coal on Friday because right. of school because being closed. School's gonna be closed. Yeah. So there's that, and I already have to figure out. Well, what do I do with him right. for the day? Because my first was, oh, maybe I'll do something fun and make it. Can't. Can't. Not going to the movies. Not going no. to the zoo. Not. No. And even if you could, you got to work. Right. It's not so, a day off. No. Um, which is actually ends up being a lot of times the hardest part with, especially with having a six year old is if he's off, everybody's off. Of course. Why you, he doesn't even understand that what we do is real. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're, you're sitting in the house typing. Mm-hmm. You're not at work. You're not mm-hmm. working. He knows by the way, mm. he knows your son is super smart. He gets it. He knows that newspapers are a thing. He knows that. He also told you you weren't a writer. He said I was a typer. Right. He didn't say I didn't have a job. Just didn't mm-hmm. have the right title for my job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, I need to talk to you about the, is Ila, Isla? Mm. the Isla Wedge. We have to talk about the Isla Wedge. Is that a shoe or a sex thing? It's a shoe. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Eh. Are it's you okay. kidding me? It's okay. What do you mean? It's okay. It's a work of art. Then are you getting them? No. How much are they? No. How much are they? No. How much? They're one sixty-five. <sighs> I'm not getting them. I'm just showing them to you, and I can't believe. Oh, you don't like wedges. I don't you're, dislike wedges. They don't do anything for me. But you know what? Can we talk about this, please? Can we talk about how much it annoys me that shoes don't really do anything for you? That's not true. Okay. I'm not talking about sneakers. 
I'm not talking about Jordans or ones or 95s or 90s. I'm talking about stilettos. I'm talking about ankle straps. I'm talking about fuck me pumps. They don't do anything sexual for me, is what you mean. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Like because I, I, usually when a man, when you say, do these do anything for you, the dude's not talking about, yes, I like them. They're <laughs> talking about, I want to see you in them or I don't want to see you in them. And it bothers me. This is where you're supposed to be playing Amy Winehouse Fuck Me Pumped, by the way. Where's our producer? I don't know, because you keep trying to fire me from production. Where's our intern? Can you get on it, intern person, and play Amy Winehouse? When you walk in the cup, just like a slut, <laughs> fucking your Fuck Me Pumps. Come on. They all notice you and your Gucci bag shoes. Fogging your F me bones. You don't like boilers. That's what you say. But you wouldn't mind a multimillionaire. Well, I was trying to give you a chance to find Well, no. So here's the problem I'm having. Is if I play something from the computer, Uh I get a weird doubling that happens with our mics. So, that's okay. That's all right. See. Yeah, I hear it. Don't. I did it for you. We're done now. <laughs> I did. Fuck me. I got to figure out how to make that work. But anyway, um, that's yeah, not I mean, a thing for you. Like the idea of fuck me pumps, it just doesn't. It's not a thing for you. There's no judgment there. I'm just saying that it's interesting and it's maybe slightly disappointing. So here's what actually what I'm thinking. And I have no way to say this is fact or not fact. Mm-hmm. I don't think my being involved mm-hmm. in the fuck me pump selection mm-hmm. helps. I think the fuck me the fuck me pumps have to just happen. That's not true. How do you know? Because I know, and I know you. That's not true. Okay, it's just not your thing. Whether you're involved in this election or not. First of all, those shoes that I just showed you. Are not fuck me pumps. Definitely not. Those are soccer Clogs. Right. <laughs> fuck me clogs. So those are just cute, frilly, summer, going to a picnic shoes. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. So you're totally within your rights to like or not like those. Um, but, to your, but to your point still, I think it's some stuff needs to be a surprise. I don't think that's true. Prove me wrong. I can't. It's too late now. That's just the the. I'm not gonna do it. So I'm trying to log in to see this survey that the school sent out, but I don't remember my password, and there's no forgot password option, which is not helpful. Because I'm very curious as to what they're asking. March Madness will be held without fans. It's not very mad, but yeah. Which, just, so it shows so, the dumb of everyone. Someone saying, give everyone two weeks of paid leave. Support like hell those needed to keep the basic machinery of society running. That's so cute. Mm. So, here's, so here's where I think this is. this proves how serious all this is. NCAA and NFL probably rank one or two, one and two, on the most 
evil sports franchises in the country. Mm-hmm. When the NCAA, who has relied on free labor its entire existence in terms of the athletes and everything else, mm-hmm. made millions of dollars. And all, when they're saying, not even skipping, not even um, we're going to have the games in empty stadiums, mm-hmm. we're saying, now we're not doing any of it. For them to get to that point, it's very telling about where we are. So here's a post from a friend of mine who lives in Italy. I'm writing to you from Bergamo, Italy, at the heart of the coronavirus crisis. The news media in the U.S. has not captured the severity of what's happening here. I'm writing this post because each of you today, not the government, not the school district, not the mayor, each individual citizen has a chance today to take actions that will deter the Italian situation from becoming your own country's uh, reality. The only way to stop the virus is to limit contagion. And the only way to limit contagion is for millions of people to change their behavior today. If you're in the Europe, if you're in Europe or the US, you are three weeks away from where we are today in Italy. I can hear you now. It's just a flu. It only affects old people with preconditions. There are two reasons why coronavirus brought Italy to its knees. First, it's a flu. It's devastating when people get really sick, they need weeks of ICU. And second, because of how fast and effectively it spreads. There is a two-week incubation period, and many who have it never show symptoms. When Prime Minister Conte announced last night that the entire country, 60 million people, would go on lockdown, the line that struck me most was when, was, there is no more time. Because to be clear, this national lockdown is a Hail Mary. What he means is that if the numbers of contagion do not start to go down, the system, Italy, will collapse. Why? Today, the ICUs in Lombardy are at capacity, more than capacity. They have become, begun to put ICU units in the hallways. If the numbers do not go down, the growth rate of contagion tells us that there will be thousands of people who, in a matter of week, will need care. What happens when there are 100 or 1,000 people who need the hospital and only a few places left? On Monday, a doctor wrote in the paper that they have begun to have to decide who lives, who lives and who dies when the patients show up in the emergency room like what is done in war. This will only get worse. There are a finite number of doctors, nurses, medical staff, and they're getting the virus. They've also been working nonstop for days. What happens when they just can't care for the patients when they're not there? And finally, for those who say that this is just something that happens to old people, starting yesterday, the hospitals are reporting that younger and younger patients, 40, 45, are coming in for treatment. You have a chance to make a difference and stop the spread. Push for the entire office to work at home. Cancel the birthday party. Don't have any gatherings. Stay home. If you have a fever, stay home. Push for school closures. Don't wait to hear. Anything you can do to stop the spread, because it's spreading in your communities, there's a two-week incubation. If you do the things now, you can buy your medical system some time. And for those who say it's not, impo- it's not possible, to close the schools and do all these other things, locking down the entire country of Italy was beyond anyone's imagination a week ago, too. So now you'll have a choice. Do what you can now. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... And I'm thinking, too, um, Mike's wife and I had a brief discussion about our son's birthday party. And the place we were going to do that was, is Jimboree-esque, where it's not like a singular party. It's every, all the kids mm-hmm, have the party mm-hmm. in the same, yep. snot pit at of the course. same time. That's not happening. Um, yeah, we we spoke about waiting to see what the venue would say, but 
at this point, I think we can just about call it. You're going to have to. He's going to be really sad. We'll buy a bunch of Nerf guns and blast up everything. If his party has to be canceled, you tell him that I will personally double fist barrel Nerf guns for as long as I am required to. Yeah. That's got to be worth something. Yeah. And... I mean, hopefully it's not a cancellation. Hopefully it's a postponement or something along those lines. I would imagine so. But again, where this is going, who knows how long a postponement would be. Like if it's postponed till his eighth birthday, it's not really a postponement. So now, I don't know what to make of any of this. I just don't know what to make of any of this. My daughter's school hasn't said anything definitively about it at all. All they've said is, all I notice is that they are, they have no school on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has dance class every Tuesday. She dances with a group of charming little children. And every Thursday, she spends three hours with a bunch of kids doing drama. When do I say you can't do that anymore? When do I socially distance my kid? And what do I look like packing up my office and socially distancing at home right. while I'm picking up a kid who is not social distancing? Right. It's, yeah. Speaking of which, her dance teacher just said. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> that ballet is going to be. On FaceTime. Hmm. What if and this is new? Drama what? is also going to be on FaceTime. Drumming, she's going to continue to do face to face because these are one on one classes. Uh, oh my God. What if this is the new normal? She is going to be doing ballet class via FaceTime. Hmm. So what are we doing? Are we socially? Di- we don't have, you and I can only control ourselves. Right. I can't control what my ex-husband does. Right. I can't control, I can control what my daughter does, but I still have to, I can tell him right now, that's it. Maisie's not going back to school. And what if he says that's ridiculous? She needs to go to school. They haven't closed school yet. I, I I don't have an answer because I have the same thing on my side. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to panic. I just told you yesterday that I fear panicky people more than I fear everything. But that's how that goes. You start to fear panic more and then you start panicking. Right. And then you read things from people in Italy. Right. Who I should say is a civilian, not someone in the medical field, who's literally just giving us their facts based on being in a country that's on lockdown right now, which as far as I'm concerned, counts. Um, Yeah, it's as close as you can get to firsthand knowledge. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it starts with 
packing our shit and making a plan for the next <laughs> however many days. Um, I think we'll know what our kids and school and all that stuff looks like, honestly, by the end of the week. Um, I think Friday is going to be a big day. Yeah. It is. Um, this is going to be interesting for politics, too. Not that that's the most important thing. There's no better form of voter suppression than a global pandemic. Not at all. Um, also, Trump's taking a beating without a lot of uh, his usual, leave him alone. Um, not that it's ever mattered, but it's just still interesting to me. There's someone I was about to ask you about and I lost it. But, um, yeah. Uh, what was this? I want to get into this goddamn survey. I need you to get into that survey because whatever that survey is, I'm about to have to take that same damn survey. In the meantime, in the meantime, I try to cop one. I try to cop one in the meantime. It's not cop one, is it? Yeah. No. Meantime. I think maybe it is. Take time? No. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do, but I can't get it. Yes, yes, yes. That's a meme. Mm-hmm. Very good. That is a meme. Thank you. Why are you so proud? Because <laughs> I was about to say was I was about to say who sings that song? I thought it was a song. It sounds like an Ed Sheeran joke. Weirdly. It sounds like. Sounds like it could be him. The Senate just blocked an emergency paid sick leave bill intended to deal with the fallout of the global pandemic. I think I got it. There it is. Do we know the history? No. At least I don't. I love looking up the history of... Sometimes I just want to enjoy shit without me having too. to research after. I mean, not me too. I was about to say, not me ever. I don't know what the fuck just um, happened, but I don't. I have to. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. That's just the way I'm built. I need to know. Oh, I remember what I gotta do now to stop with the echoes. There. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'm gonna so get the fuck up out of here. Sure. So, there's a guy, mm-hmm. musician, who wrote a song called Fuck This Shit I'm Out. Small, short, not popular. And the guy who made it, guy, random animator guy sees it and is like, I need that. And hit him up and said, can I use this song? To, and can I animate it? And the guy's like, Sure. So his song has like nine thousand views, and the animation has <laughs> five point seven million, and the GIF meme whatever I'm sure has a million others. That'd be interesting if there was uh, tracking for that for GIF usage. There is on Giphy. You know that. Oh yeah, I guess everything does run through GIF. Yeah. No, not everything. Like if yeah. you and I make one and we don't put it on Giphy, then right, it right. won't be. But mostly everything is there. 
Um, do you know the song Freaky Friday by Little Dicky featuring Chris Brown? Ask me that again. Do you know the song no. Freaky Friday? <laughs> no, I do not. Well, because I told you about it, and I said I think you probably find it mildly humorous. But, okay, never mind. Whatever. Um, would you like to, I'm going to send you a link to the original song. To which one? Freaky Friday or? Fuck this shit, I'm out. You know what? Are we done here? Um, I think we're just about done. Okay. I feel like. Oh, dear. I guess I should probably read this. Read what? Read what? I woke up Chris Breezy. Oh, my God, I'm the man. What are you reading? Remarks by President Trump after meetings with Republican senators. Hmm. Go ahead. Can you please return to Freaky Friday at some point? Yes. I think you'll enjoy it if you suspend how much you hate Chris Brown briefly. Hopefully that's not how hatred works. You can't really suspend <laughs> it. Um, yeah, and I don't know that I'm a huge Dicky fan either. You're not, but you'll be of this song. I'm not a fan of huge Dickies. Either. Ew. Wait, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, yeah. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So we just had a great meeting, tremendous unity in the Republican Party, and we're working on a lot of different things. We had some good updates on the virus, working out smoothly, tremendous people, tremendous task force. They've done a great job, not a good job, a great job. It's about 600 cases, 26 deaths. Had we not acted quickly, the number would have been more. We just had a meeting on stimulus, great unity within the Republican Party. Mr. President, Republican senators yesterday seemed rather skeptical of this. They weren't sure they wanted to do it on a payroll tax holiday. How do you convince them? Well, I was just with the senators, and there was uh, three, but all there. And there's a great feeling about doing a lot of things. Uh, also, some very good numbers coming out of the countries where it started earlier. We're seeing some numbers out of those countries, including China. They've released numbers. We've gotten some numbers from China that look promising, and China will be able to further report. But why not get tested yourself? I mean, you've interacted with both Matt Getz and Doug Collins in the last few days. I love that you do it. Well, I don't think it's a big deal. I would do it. I don't feel that any reason. I feel extremely good. I feel very good. But I guess it's not a big deal to get tested. So it's something I would do. But again, I spoke to the White House doctor. Terrific guy. Talented guy. Said he sees no reason to do it. No symptoms. No anything. And you know what? If there were, you people would be the first to know it. You would would maybe even tell me about it. Yes, please. Mr. President, have you been briefed that up to 100 million Americans would ultimately be exposed to the virus? I've been briefed on every contingency you can possibly imagine. Many contingencies, a lot of contingencies. But that specific number? A lot of numbers, different numbers, large numbers, and some small numbers too, by the way. Look, we're at 26 deaths. And if you look at the flu, the flu for this year, we're working at 8,000 deaths. And, you know, hundreds of thousands of cases and 8,000 deaths. So you have 8,000 deaths versus 26 deaths. With that being said, we're taking this seriously. I think we're doing a really good job. Task force headed up by the vice president has been fantastic. Why has the U.S. been so slow with testing? Other countries have tested tens of thousands. I think the U.S. has done a good job on testing. We had to change things that were done that were nobody's fault. Perhaps they wanted to do something a different way. But it was a slower process from a previous administration, and we did change them. We made the changes. Testing has gone very well. 
And when people need a test, they can get a test. When the professionals need a test, when they need tests for people, they can get the test. It's gone really well for the tests. Look, the biggest thing we did was stopping the inflow of people early on. That was weeks ahead of what other people would have done. In fact, other people mostly would probably not have done it even until now. And that's made a big difference. Are you planning to fire anyone? For what? Because of the spread of the virus in the United States. The numbers have changed since. No, I think the people are doing a fantastic job. Governor Newsom, Gavin, California, he said it's a tremendous job. It's an article that just came out. I had it inside and I showed it to the senators. And I showed them other articles too, where, where governors, even Democrat governors are saying we're doing a fantastic job. Gavin Newsom said there's not a thing that he's asked for that we weren't able to get him. And you know, he's been a critical guy like we all are, but it was a positive statement. Mr. President, how long should Americans be prepared for the economy to suffer? Well, this was unexpected. Came out of China and hit us, many other countries. You look at the numbers, I see the numbers with just by watching you folks. It's over 100 countries and it hit the world. And we're prepared and we're doing a great job and it will go away. Just stay calm. It will go away. We're going to protect our shipping and our cruises and our airlines. That's very important. We have to be vigilant and be careful, and it's going to go away. But be calm. It's really working out. A lot of good things are going to happen. Consumer is ready, and the consumer is so powerful in our country with the tax cuts and the regulation and all those things. The consumer has never been in a better position than they are right now. So a lot of good things are going to happen. Thank you very much, everybody. First of all, thank you for that amazing performance. You're welcome. I do my best. Also, we are so fucked. We're fucked. But we're the consumer. So the consumer has never been in a better position than they are right now, Shane. That's me and that's you. That's me and that's you. Mm-hmm. Especially when we don't have any money to buy anything. That's me, and that's you. That's that? me. Is that you? And that's you. And that's me, <laughs> and that's you. And that's me, and that's you. And that's me, and that's you. That's what me, are you listening to? And that's you. And that's me, and that's you. And that's me. What is going on over there? Is this a long version? What are you? What are you? What is happening? What are you doing? Other than fidgeting and oh my gosh! What just happened? What did Dear. you just do? What is going on? What did you Well, do? I wanted to say, fuck this shit, I'm out, in relation to Donald Trump and all his nonsense. Uh-huh. So I was looking up the song, but I wanted just the meme of the song. I didn't want the actual song. But then I saw the actual song, and I said, well, whatever, I'll just do the actual song. But then the actual song has an actual video, and now he's replaying why he came up with the idea for a song called, fuck this shit, I'm out. And it's because he saw one time in a college library, nope, nope. nope. Something really not good involving animals and sex. And when he saw it, he said, fuck this shit, I'm out. (laughs) 
updates? Just reached out to the ex-wife. And yes. she says she actually took the survey. Okay. And it was a survey of the technology available within the house. So basically exactly what you said. Right. So not, who, not who's available to be with said child with the technology. Is there technology in the house? That was it. So we're screwed. 